Ezekiel 47 is that, is that river of God passage, just, just 12 verses, Ezekiel 47, 1 through 12. Let me just, while you're turning there, I just, I just got to read to you something that's on the way there. Ezekiel chapter 40, it says, In the 20th year, or the 25th year, rather, of our exile, at the beginning of the year, on the 10th of the month, in the 14th year, after the fall of the city, on that very day, the hand of the Lord was on me, and he took me there. And I want, I've got that underlined in my Bible, just because I want you to know that God is able to be a God of the specifics for you. God is able to show up in a moment. God is able to show up in a context. God is able to show up, and you're able to look back. Aren't you able to look back on some of the turning point moments of your life, the moments that you didn't know were going to be turning point moments, but you look back on them now, and you say, you know what? When that happened, this broke loose. I was talking to a grandmother today who was telling me about one of those moments in the life of her grandson over the last couple of weeks. Just, just these times when you don't know how God's about to show up, but when you look in the rearview mirror of your life, you can say, you know what? It was, on, it was on at the beginning of the month, on the 10th of the month, in the 14th year, after the following, on that very day that the hand of the Lord was on me. And I just want to invite you to trust God for that. Because maybe you need to hear from God. And maybe you're desperate enough to say, Lord, may this be a day that I look back on and say, that was the day. And he speaks to Ezekiel. The, the man said to me, he said, son of man, look carefully and listen closely and pay attention to everything I'm going to show you. For that is why you've been brought here. And then tell the people everything you see. And it's just this, it's just this, moment, it's just this glimpse into Ezekiel, you know, and Jason told us about some of Ezekiel's story, and it's a hard story. Your story may be a hard story. You may be in a hard season. And for the Lord to be able to say to you, and maybe this is the Lord's word to you today, look carefully and listen closely and pay attention because you're going to need to tell somebody. You're going to need to tell somebody at some point how God showed up for you. That's just on the way. You're, you're at Ezekiel 47. That's just, that's just on the way. But, but another thing while we're on the way, because, because I got this marked in my Bible too in Isaiah 43, it's just on the way to 40. You've got 47. We're on the way to 47. The man brought me to the gate facing east, and I saw the glory of the God of Israel coming from Because all of this is about Ezekiel seeing the temple, its vision of the temple. The man brought me to the gate facing east, and I saw the glory of God of Israel coming from the east, and his voice was like the roar of rushing waters, which, by the way, it puts me in mind of Acts chapter 2, doesn't it, you? When the Holy Spirit comes like a, a rushing mighty wind, it puts me in mind of that scene from Revelation chapter 1 where, where, where John has this vision of the risen Jesus and his voice like many waters. Anyway, anyway, his, his voice was like the rushing waters, and the land was radiant with his glory. And it says the Lord God, just two things I've got circled in my Bible. The Lord God entered the temple, and then just a couple of verses later, it says the glory of God filled the temple. And I just want to call your attention to that because whether you know it or not, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you knew that. Paul knew that. Paul told us that in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. He said, don't you know, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Don't you know that you are now the dwelling place of God? I mean, we can point in the Old Testament to a building on a hill, right? But now, now, when Jesus lives in you, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, and I, 
I'm, what I'm giving you today, what I'm giving you today is a devotional reading of Ezekiel, okay? It's not a scholarly reading of Ezekiel. It's not a prophetic reading of, of Ezekiel. It's a devotional reading of, of Ezekiel where it, says, where it says the glory of the Lord entered the temple. There's part of my heart that just says, Lord, in Jesus' name, if I'm, if I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit, if my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, then in Jesus' name, would you come into me today? Lord, would you enter into my life today? Man, if that's your heart, I believe that's a prayer that honors God. I believe that's a prayer that God is not only willing, but desirous to answer. So Lord, in Jesus' name, would you just, would you enter into my life? And, and, and not only that, the glory of the Lord entered the temple, but not only that, it says, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Lord, in Jesus' name, not that you would just, because, because there's a lot of times in my life when I've absolutely wanted the Lord to be in my life. I'm just not sure I want him to have the steering wheel and the gas pedal, right? And there's times I know I don't want him to have the brakes, right? But to say, Lord, in Jesus' name, not only enter, not only enter, but fill my life, have my life. But, but that's Ezekiel 43. You've got, you've got Ezekiel 47. That's, that's where we're at. Ezekiel 47. The vision, the vision of the river that comes from the temple. The man brought me back, uh, chapter 47, verse 1. The man brought me back to the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east, and the water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside, led me around the outer gate facing east, and the water was trickling from the south side. You know what just occurred to me, Doug? The southeast corner of our parking lot has a little trickle of water coming out from under it, doesn't it? I think God's in it. God's in it. Anyway, if the parking lot caves in, we'll just say it was the Lord's idea. Anyway. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits, and then he led me through water that was ankle deep. And he measured off another thousand cubits, and he led me through water that was knee deep. And he measured off another thousand, led me through water that was up to the waist. Then he measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. And he asked me, son of man, do you see this? Do you see this? You know, and there was that line, there was that line from chapter 40 where he said, look carefully and listen closely and pay attention because sometime you're going to need to tell somebody what you see. And he says, son of man, do you see this? Do you see the work of God? Do you see the progressive move of God in your life? Do you see the progressive move of God in your experience? Are, are you aware of what we're talking about? And so, and so Ethan, our youth pastor, he is, such a, he is such a gift from the Lord. One of the ways that he tries to present the gospel to students, I love this, is, is he shows this picture of, of a bunch of people sort of loitering around a swimming pool. You know, and he basically, there's, there's people sort of standing on the side chatting. There's people dipping their feet in the water. There's somebody that's got their mask and snoring. There's, there's people that are, you know. And so he basically says to the students, he says, he says show on this picture where, where, where are you with respect to the gospel? You know, are you, are you sort, of, sort of loitering around the edges of the gospel? Are you, are you kind of dipping your feet? In the gospel, just sort of, just sort of wiggling your toes, 
in the gospel? Because if that's you, if that's you, you, we just got to tell you there's more, you know? Are you, are you the person who's diving in? Well, make sure you're diving into the deep end, right? Or are you just horsing around on the edge? Where are you in this picture? And as I'm thinking about the opportunity we have to talk about Ezekiel 47 today, I just thought, you know what? I just want to I just want to offer you guys that kind of picture. So, so when, when, the, when the Lord leads Ezekiel out, he leads him through water that's ankle deep. I was just thinking about how many people I know who are just content to sort of wade in the water, you know? Come on any given Sunday when it's convenient, when, when there's not a noon kickoff, you know, on any given Sunday when there's not something better to do. Come on any given Sunday and make some friends and, you know, have a cup of coffee. And, you know, I mean, it's just, it's... It's good. It's good when it's good, and, you know, it's good enough. And so you just come in, you're kind of wading in the water. I don't know if you've ever waded in the water. And up to here is good, but if you get up to here, all of a sudden things go bad, right? If you accidentally get too deep, things are a problem. How deep do you want to go with God? How deep do you want to go in this water? And the beauty of it is, the beauty of it is, you can wade along in the edges as long as you want. And it's, it's pretty glorious, really. I mean, it, the smell of that river, right? And the, the sun-flecked shade that comes. It's, it's really, it's pretty beautiful. And the, the sounds and the sights. And, and you can be a spectator at the river of God for a, a long, long time and actually feel better. Feel better. But there comes a time when you need to Go a little deeper. So, so maybe you're the kind of person who breaks out the waders. You know, and you just you climb into these bad boys, and, and you just say, "Okay, Lord, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little. De- I'm gonna check this out. I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue. I'm gonna I'm gonna explore. I'm gonna see if the things that you people say about God are really true. I'm gonna see if what has worked for you, Rusty, could work for me." So I'm going to wade into the water. I'm going to go out a little deeper. I'm going to see what I can see. I'm going to, I'm going to touch and taste and feel. I'm going, to, I'm going to see what I can see. I'll step out into the water. But again, again, these, these, are actually, these are actually our old baptismal waders. Because in the old place, in the old place, we had to get into the water with the person getting baptized, which I kind of miss a little bit, but there was always this fear. If I was to stumble, because, because again, it's great as long as the water doesn't get any higher than here, but if you get up to here, you're swimming out of these bad boys, right? <laughs> and so, and you never know, you never know when God, you know, when, when God's going to take the steering wheel or the gas pedal or the brakes and you're going to wake up somewhere that you didn't necessarily intend to go that particular morning. And so I borrowed these because when it comes time to actually go deep, when it comes time to actually say, you know what? The water's too deep to cross, too wide to cross, but baby, I can swim in it. I can, I can go deep. I can find a place in the Lord. And, and honestly... I think there's something in our hearts that longs for that in Christ, that longs to say, Lord, in Jesus' name, would you just, would you just take me? Would you just carry me? Would you just have me for your own? So the question, how deep do you want to go? Do you want, do you want, to, do you want to go ankle deep? Do you want to go knee deep? Do you, want to, do, you want to, do you want to find a place to go further out and farther in with the Lord? 
Or have you come to the place where you realize and you recognize, best thing I can do is surrender to the presence of God. Best thing I can do is surrender to the God who has somehow loved me even when I was dead in trespasses and sins. Loved me enough to make the way for me to know him. Loved me enough. And, and honestly, for me to come with just, not in my own strength, but to lay back in his strength and be carried by the current, how deep do you want to go? Let me just read a little farther with you in Ezekiel 47. Then he led me back to the bank of the river, and when I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. And he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, and it goes down into the Arabah, where it enters into the Dead Sea. I've been there. I've been there. I had the privilege to go uh, to, to Palestine. I had the privilege to, to, be in, uh, to go to the temple site. And, and let me tell you, it is, it is a dry and barren place. But he says, look, as he led me back, the, the, everywhere the river has touched, there's the trees and the fruit, and, the, and, and it flows down into the Dead Sea. There's this, I saw this thing. The De- I don't know if you've ever been to the Dead Sea, but they call it the Dead Sea because nothing could live in it. If you want to go to the Dead Sea, if you want to go to the Dead Sea, the only thing you're going to catch there is a tourist. But you can get some whoppers. I'm just, but anyway, no, seriously. And it says, it says, the water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the Arab, where it enters the Dead Sea. And when it empties into the sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. And swarms of living creatures will live wherever they're, and, and, and the Dead Sea is dead, y'all. The Dead Sea is dead, but it says, it says when this river flows into the Dead Sea, suddenly those salty water there becomes fresh and swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. And there will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Uh, fishermen will stand along the shore from Engedi to Eneglium, and, and there will be places for the spreading of nets and the fish Uh, will be of many kinds like the fish of the Mediterranean, but the swamps and the marshes will not become fresh. They'll they'll be fertile. And there'll be fruit trees of all kinds that will grow on both banks of the river and their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. And every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them and their fruit will serve for food and for the leaves, for the healing of the nation. And I just got to read you something. Bryce, would you join me here? I just got to read you something because this is, not, this is not meant to be a prophetic reading. This is not, meant to be, um, it's not meant to be an academic reading of Ezekiel. It's a devotional reading. But when I read that, when I read that about the river of God that flows and, and the fish and everything that touches it will live and the, and the trees that grow along the banks of the river with 12 kinds of fruit in season, it puts me in mind of, of Revelation 22. The angel of the Lord showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city and on each side of the river stood the tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month and the leaves of the tree for the healing of the nations. And it tells me that God is up to something. God's always been up to something. And there's never been a time when you weren't invited in to all the things that God is at work to do. And so, how deep do you want to go? 
<laughs> I know, I know, it's a holiday weekend, you got plans. But how deep do you want to go? Do you want to just check out? Do you want to just check it out ankle deep? Do you want to just wade along the shore? Which if you do, if you do, it'll be beautiful. You'll love every minute of it. It'll be the aromas, the sights, the sounds. It'll be glorious. It really will. But it's going to whet your appetite for more. How deep do you want to go? Do you want to go, do you want to go deeper? Because if you want to go deeper, <laughs> oh, Father, oh, the ways that we need your spirit to touch our lives, yeah? And there are a lot of people in this room right now today who maybe are saying, look, I, I may not be ready for total surrender, Rusty, but I know I need the work of God in my life. I know I've got some needs in my life that I, I've tried to meet them and I can't. I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not consistent enough. I can't do what I know I need to do. And I may not be ready for a total surrender, but I know I need more than I've found so far. And if that's you, if that's you, let me tell you the grace of God is, God is so merciful and so kind. And God will empower your search. He will. And when it's time, we'd pray with you about it and pray into it with you. But there are some here in this room today who would say, you know what, Rusty, I've been, I've been sniffing around the edges for a long, long time. I've been, I've been curious and I've told myself, I just don't know for sure. Well, that's, a, that's an okay place to be, but it's not a good place to live. And if you've been wondering and searching and investigating for a while now, maybe it's about time for you to ask yourself the hard question, am I in or not? Do I belong to Jesus? Do I, do I believe in Jesus? Or do I have Jesus in my life? And maybe today is a day for you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Maybe today is a day for you to say, Lord, I don't know all there is to know about you, but I know you. And God, I know me. I know I need you. I know I'm a sinner and I know I need a savior. I know I'm weak. And I need someone who's strong. I know that I don't know all that I need to know. So I need someone who knows. So Lord, in Jesus' name, would you forgive me? In Jesus' name, would you come into my life? In Jesus' name, I surrender. I give up. I'm asking you, Lord, to do in me what I can't do. While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, precious ones, I'm not giving you an academic reading. I'm giving you a devotional reading. Lord, what would it look like for my heart to be devoted to you?